time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Welcome to Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. We believe that retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. Well, I'm your host, Jared Sebesta. I'm the co-founder of Retire Repurposed alongside Ben Tejas. Thank you so much for joining us today. Maybe you're listening to us on the radio. Maybe you found us online. Regardless, head over to iTunes, find our podcast, subscribe. Better yet, leave us a quick positive rating and review. If you just take a moment and do that, we would appreciate that so much. Now, this podcast is all about retirement, but it's not about money. It's about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. Few people can just flip the switch from working a career 30, 40, 50 plus years, building a savings, building a retirement nest egg, and then shutting it off on Retirement Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. If you want more for your life and your retirement, then you have come to the right place. Well, on this episode, we continue our series on retirement happiness. Society tells us that retirement is the time when we can truly live and be happy. But does retirement make good on that promise? And furthermore, what makes us happy in the first place? Today, we talk about connecting with children and grandchildren. More times than not, spending more time with family is a major goal of a retiree. However, most of the time, retirees never consider if or how their children want them to plug in. In this podcast, Ben will tell you how to create mutual expectations with your adult children and ways you can partner with your children to have the greatest impact on your grandchildren. Enjoy this episode. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. We are so glad that you are joining us here today. We are continuing our series on retirement happiness, and we are going to talk about family and family connections. This is a really important show, man. Let me tell you something. If you have uh, kids, probably adult kids and grandkids, this is a show that you are going to want to listen to. Before we get into today's show, I just want to remind you, we have our next online seminar coming up here shortly on Wednesday, June 28th at noon central time. It is called the top three retirement lies, what they are and how to avoid them. For nearly a century, retirement has been a flawed concept, deeply rooted in lies, which rarely get challenged or questioned. However, if you follow these lies, they can lead to massive missteps for a retiree. And while conventional retirement planning wisdom likely has good intentions, it may not deliver on creating the most fulfilling and rewarding retirement experience. Ben Tages and myself uh, will talk about these lies, again, coming up on June 28th, 12 noon Central Time. We're going to expose these lies and show you how you can avoid them. This is an online event, totally free, done on Zoom, but you have to register. And the way that you do that is by going to our website, retirerepurposed.com. Again, retirerepurposed.com. You'll see a link at the top of the page to, uh, again, register for our next online event called Top 3 Retirement Lies, What They Are and How to Avoid Them. Ben Tages joins me on the show here today. And again, I, I kind of joke, we're keeping with this series. I think we're probably 20 episodes deep, but we've had multiple mini-series um, within the series. We've talked about time, talent, treasure, but we're really diving into this relational side of retirement. And again, it's called retirement happiness. There, retirement should be happy in one way that people will find this joy and happiness 
is certainly through relationships. Yeah, Jerry, we know we were created to live in community with others. And I think that's, that's something that many retirees fail to, to notice as just how important the workplace was with the, the people that they were in community with. Um, sometimes as people transition, you know, into retirement, they didn't fully understand just how important the relationships at work were. They don't understand how the relationships at home, how they're changing. Um, all of that comes into you having a great retirement. It comes down to um, making sure you're not isolated, make sure you're staying in community, and then making the most out of every single relationship that you have. Yeah, absolutely. Every day, every relationship should be um, used. And again, that's why they are there. Uh, the last couple of episodes is when we've introduced this idea of your relational biosphere. You mentioned we talked about the community side, how um, even even though that you didn't maybe like your job, it did give you a sense of belonging. So having that community is, is, is certainly still a viable concept in retirement. Last week, we talked about the friend zone. Uh, just a real quick recap on that. I thought this was really interesting. We talked about that group between maybe three to 12 people deep, and that was kind of modeled off of uh, the, the 12 disciples, but just a quick little nugget on that. What, what was maybe something that stuck out in your mind uh, with last week's show? Well, I, th- I think it just starts with being fully aware of how important those relationships are, right? And I, I think there's always those those what we called 2 a.m. friends last week. I mean, those are the, the few people that you're just super close. You know, you can turn to anything, but then there's people just outside of that circle that right. you still, you're, you're learning um, as you go, um, how to, how to relate with people. Part of that is getting empathy for people, having, um, learning and, and, and caring for others. Right. And if we're in isolation and if, if we, if we kind of lose the the larger outside community and then we start to lose our, our closer friends, we become isolated. Um, our brain doesn't work as well. Um, when, when we don't, um, listen to others. And we talked about Dr. Henry Cloud, some of his studies, some of the stuff he's worked on. Um, I mean, it, there's some fascinating research on how important um, just caring for others. And, and you know, that's in the Bible too, right. Jared. I mean, so many times we, we, we read a book and it's like, oh, this is really neat. And if you look back to God's word, I mean, so many times what, what authors today are doing, if they're, if they're good authors, they're <laughs> reminding us right. things. They're not necessarily teaching us to things, just yeah. reminding us of things that, that it originally said there. So when you can think of others needs and, and you can do that both in your community and then a little bit closer to home. And today we're talking about even closer to home, like right within your family. That's really what it's about. Yeah, it was interesting as we talked about and recorded last week's show, I thought about my little circle of friends and there's always kind of that core group of maybe 10 to 15, but then within the 10 to 15, there's that two or three that are, I would say, ultra close and no. And, And again, not that one is more important than the other, but again, these layers of relational biosphere is so important. And um, yeah, again, the importance of friends in retirement. Maybe not, don't think about that, but again, friends in retirement is just a really important concept. If you missed last week's show or any of the shows, please go back, listen to them, subscribe while you're on iTunes, but just so much good stuff. Again, we're a little biased here, but so much good stuff here in the last several weeks and months. Uh, coming from Retiree Purpose Platform. So today, we're going to continue with Retirement Happiness, and we're titling today's show Connecting with Family. And this is where now the rubber's really going to meet the road um, with a lot of people listening. And I think a great way to start today's show, Ben, is to really just talk about what I think a lot of retirees would think is, is going to be their plan. This is how they're going to spend their life, and it's, it revolves around family. Yeah, it does, Jerry. I think many times, you know, when you're coming into retirement, one thing you're going to have more of is time. 
right? We've talked about that. You've got to be intentional with your time. You've got to make good decisions with where you're spending your time. Um, One of the things you don't want to do is just pour out all this new time on those closest to you because they may not have that same uh, expectation. They might not have the time to spend. So I do have retirees that are that that are, that do say something like you know right now my my new phase of life is just to be a full time grandparent <laughs> and um, while that can be the greatest of intentions sometimes you just pour yourself heavy into that relationship right away if not done properly it can cause yeah. some real problems well we love our parents Ben uh, we would both attest we love our parents we love it when they come visit uh, we love their input um, but you know let's just play out the scenario here what if they came to visit and basically kind of quote unquote, maybe overstayed their welcome. All of a sudden, it's not so much fun having dad all around. So again, in your defense and in their defense with great intentions, that can be kind of what it feels like uh, maybe to the adult child. Maybe they're getting a little bit too much of mom and dad. Have you seen that before? Yeah, I've seen that. Um, are, are you implying like in my own family? Are you going there? No, I, I, we, I don't. We, we can all yeah, relate we, to we that. Can. I, I yeah. think it isn't even just, you know, I, I think it's just such a surprise to people when they have more time. Um, and, and it's just something that we want to be you know, mindful of with retirees is I, your kids will love having you around. Your grandkids especially will love having you around. But you just came through this major life change. They did not. Mm, yeah. and I think that's really the key there is realizing that they did not go through the life change. You did. So yeah. you have to recognize that their schedules all are still the same. There's a lot of stuff that's still the same with them. So, you, again, and, and we'll cover that later, just yeah. how you add value. But I think that's really key. Absolutely. We're going to kind of have two parts of the show. We're going to talk more about those expectations and then get a little bit more tactical as to how you, what we would say, partner uh, with your adult children and, and come alongside them. But let's talk about those expectations just a little bit, because again, I don't think we fully um, dissected this. Expectations, that's the key. They have to know it, and you have to know it. How do you go about that? What does that conversation sound like? How should a newly retired person or couple approach their adult children and have this kind of conversation? What should that sound like? Well, it, it again, it's, it, you have to communicate. We know that the best relationships only work with communication. Uh, with the best of intentions, you can really mess it up by not communicating. So, um, I, I think it starts with a recognition of roles. Um, what is your role as a new grandparent? What is your, or not, not even a new grandparent, but as a as a retired grandparent? Yeah. How, how are you looking at um, those grandchildren? How are you looking at your children? Um, sometimes I think. The, one of the hardest things to do for a grandparent is to look from the outside and watch their adult children parent. And it's a different world today. It just is. And the way that they parent maybe is different from the way that they, you know, that you parented your own kids. Right. So I think that's the first thing is realize that, yes, those days of you parenting, unless you're invited into that role mm-hmm. from the, the your children, um, you are no longer the parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think, again, having that open discussion is super key. And I, I would imagine um, that that's probably a question that your adult children may not be expecting and probably in a good way. I can imagine if, uh, if my parents were to come to me and say, okay, now, you know, this is assuming they may be newly retired, which they're not, but if they would have come to me and said, okay, now I have the time, I have the heart to want to pour into your family. How do you want me? How, what do you want that to look like? I can imagine that'd be a really, really good question to ask. 
Yeah, it'd be a great question. And sometimes the answers that you'll get either from your adult children or, or even your grandchildren. Um, I'd, I'd start that conversation with your children. You know, I want to be more, more part of, your, of, of my grandchildren's life. I've got more time now. How does, how do you best see that going? And then being there for your grandchild, man, I, I had a, I had a meeting just this week. Um, a great client of, of mine that we were talking through, um, here just months ago, um, they were sharing with me how one of their grandchildren, um, you know, had a, a pretty significant um, addiction and it was a um, yeah it was a tough a, a long-lasting addiction um, and um, they wanted um, they, one of the things that this this grandmother had always said is I'm here for you no matter what it is mm-hmm. no matter what where you're at I'm here for you and that um, her granddaughter picked up the phone and said grandma I, I think I need to live with you. Like, mm-hmm. I think I need to, I, you know, you said that I'm, I'm, you got, you'll be there for me. I want to get clean. And I think I'm going to do that better moving in with you versus staying where I'm living. And, um, you know, there's two months sober now and, mm-hmm. um, clean. And yeah. I, I think, um, it was such a, um, I'll, you know, I love these types of meetings cause it was so, um, encouraging to me to see now a new retiree that is, is really creating this, um, this space. Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, we put our plans on hold. Yeah. We are, we aren't doing our normal. Um, they'd planned on all these RV trips and the different things they were going to do. I said, yeah, we, we've put some of that on hold, mm-hmm. but it is so worth it, right? It's so worth it. Now they came across that. They didn't go in and say, Hey, you've got to come live right, with us. Right. They were simply there. They were available and um, their their adult children said yes. This is a this is something that would be good for our daughter. They said we're here for our granddaughter, and now she's living with them. And we don't know, you know, what what the future holds there, but we know that the grandparent went about it the right way. Yeah. Just being there was was what they were supposed to be doing. I think that's a that's a huge piece. We're going to talk more about that here in our in our time ahead. But again. Uh, so important that this role, the expectations are are set. So again, if you're listening, approaching retirement, maybe already retired and want to be able to connect with your family uh, more, having that conversation, ask them, how do you want, what role do you want me to play in your life? And I think you're going to get some really, really um, enlightening answers. They're going to give you a lot of information. So I encourage you to do that. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. You know, this really reminds me, you know, Ben, not too long ago, we did uh, an online seminar. When we do online seminars, we try to do them about every um, quarter, at least maybe a couple per quarter, one per month. But we did one recently called Grand Connections, creating deep, meaningful connections with grandchildren. And we brought in an organization uh, by the name of Connected Families. They're based in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. We had the co-founder of the organization, Jim Jackson, on there. And one of the things that they talked about was exactly that, Ben. They have a structure that they use, and the bottom layer of that structure is 
just the need to feel safe. I want to hear more about that from 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 your perspective. Um, but just a reminder, if, if you're listening to this, all of our online seminars are all on YouTube. So if you go to youtube.com, find Tagus Financial Group and look at the playlist because all of our online seminars are there. I highly encourage you to go back and check out that webinar called Grand Connections. Again, that bottom layer, really one thing I got by interviewing Jim Jackson, he talked a lot about empathy and you already talked about it. I think one of the greatest things that a grandparent um, can do, a retiree can do for their for the children and grandparent is really just to make them feel safe. That was a huge part of that that online seminar. Yeah, empathy for what it's like to be a kid today. I mean, I, you know, me and I both have young children and um, raising teenagers specifically in this technological age is a challenge, right? And I've said that and I, I've caught myself so many times just kind of commiserating with other other parents my age, you know, in their mid 40s, late 30s. It's like, yeah, man, it's so different today raising kids. Man, we got it tough, you know, raising children so much work. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I, I, I do catch myself, Jared, and I think, it is. Yeah, it's changed. Um, there are technological things that actually um, have made it easier because you can see where your kids are a little bit better. But what, mm-hmm. what I think has changed more than anything is being a kid today. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to talk about uh, somewhere where you should have empathy. It's for a young person today with the temptation in, in, in their, in their pocket with that, with that uh, phone, with that mm-hmm. device, um, things that they're available to them that, that we had to go searching for are right, right there. Right. And then if you're a young person, one of your, one of your greatest needs is to feel like you're, you're, you know, you're, you're with your friends, you're equal, you're, you know, you, you've got a place. And when you start saying, Oh, my friend is here and they're there. And, and that you look at their snap maps or whatever the technology, mm-hmm. technology kids are using. Right. Um, there's comparisons to others. I mean, if you're a young woman, you might think, you know, I, 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 this is a crazy statistic, Jared, but there's a study done by the Dove group, um, which showed that a young woman's self-esteem peaks out. I think it was before age, it was like nine or seven or something. It was 12 at the very late. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was a super young age. I'm like, from that point on, their self-esteem goes down. Well, why? Well, it's because of, of what they're seeing. Um, you may think that you're pretty, um, but then you see these other people and you yep. get in this comparative mode. So I think it starts with empathy for your for your grandchildren. Yep. It's empathy for whatever age they are. Realize if you're retiring today, you likely your grandchildren um, or even children maybe, but your grandchildren for sure were raised in this, this era, mm-hmm. which... Um, has been um, has been very tough, yeah. um, and, and it it is it needs our empathy. Um, they need you to be there. Like my story here with my client, um, I think her granddaughter's in her twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just there. She was just there and said, "We love you, and and we're here to help you." Yeah, that's that's a great point. I think it, that empathy piece towards your grandchildren is huge, and you kind of touched on it. Even empathy for your adult children. I think it's really interesting too because a lot of retirees. Right now, probably have kids about our our age. Me and you, Ben, we're both in our low to mid forties. Uh, I'm a little older than you, um, but you know our our upbringing was so drastically different. We were the last generation to turn adults before kind of the internet and phones took over. So we have kind of a childhood like our parents, but we've had an adulthood like what our kids are growing up. And I was just at a conference this last week, and yet again, I was reminded that you know our generation, Ben, and certainly retirees. You know, the Flintstones of like seeing somebody while you're talking to them on a device was like magic land, fairy tale land. To your grandchildren, that's all they know. That's their normal. They don't know the party line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they don't understand landlines and the party line, which yeah. is even before us, Ben, if you don't know what that is. Uh, people listening know what the party line is. Um, but, 
you know, again, having empathy. It's not it's not the same world it was it's when different. you were a kid. I think that that is a key, key point. Yeah, very different. Just to point out, you said Flintstones. I think you meant Jetsons. Oh, the Jetsons. The Jetsons. <laughs> now, now, yeah, now there, there, there's a lot of, you know, may, maybe some of our parents <laughs> may still be thinking of the Flintstones with the, you know, the guy that's pedaling the car uh, on his feet. Yeah, sorry. But in the end, yeah, you're right. Some of the stuff that you wouldn't have ever imagined, right? We never imagined that this um, this technology is there. Yeah. Um, if we can't imagine what the you know this technology being in our kids' lives, we know I know that you cannot imagine the effects of that. Sure. The studies haven't been done. Right, we're, exactly. we're, the kids are living this out right now as they're growing up. We're like, oh, that makes sense now. That makes sense now. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not saying I'm not anti-technology. I am for your young children. Mm-hmm. Um, even the, the makers of the apps won't let you do that. I think it should be older. I think it should be 16 years old probably. I okay. mean, my kids are going <laughs> to hear this and think you're crazy, Dad. But yeah. really, we, we know that being a kid today is very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, raising kids today is difficult. Um, and each generation has their own challenges. This generation's challenge happens to be how do we interact and, and safely with technology and how do we make sure that, um, you know, as a, as a grandparent, as a new retired grandparent, right. that we come alongside the kids, have empathy. And then again, it all starts with plugging into them, plugging into their life versus you trying to make them fit into yours. Let's talk about a little bit more tactical um, ways that, grandparents or uh, newly retired people can kind of do this. We've already mentioned the met, the empathy piece. Um, maybe we take some notes uh, from our latest uh, seminar, Grand Connections. What should be kind of the first response um, when looking at your adult children and your grandchildren? Well, I kind of started with that idea of connecting to their story. Right? I think that's important. Like you look at where they're at today and figure out where potentially you can add value to them. So important. And I, I think, um, you know, I'm going to make sure because in case my parents are listening to this, um, sometimes when your adult children don't necessarily need your help, that means you did a phenomenal job raising them. And I'm going to say that again, that is not a negative on you as a parent. That's actually a positive to say, wow, you did a good enough job that we're doing, a, I think, an okay job with our kids. Um, we love you, but we don't need that right now, and we need and, and space is okay. And and when when there is space, it doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong. It just means, hey, you're doing good in mm-hmm. in, in life, and that and that's why. Um, I, I think some some parents there's a little sh- there's a there's a, some friction points because like man I they should be coming over we should be part of this we right. should be more in their life and um, it's a massive compliment to a grandparent who um, a new retired that when they have that and they ask or they try to plug into their kids lives they're like man we don't need you right now mm-hmm. now are there times when 100 percent I just need my dad yeah those times come up. Other times when I need like that deep, solid wisdom that I know is, is it can come from, you know, a father. Yeah, those times are there. But there are lots of times when, hey, we're doing great. That's because of your yeah. work at, at parenting. Uh, I think a lot of grandparents need to realize that first and foremost. I, one thing Jim Jackson said from Connected Families is he said, start with empathy and start by looking inward. If your kids or grandkids are maybe doing something or not parenting the way you would do it, Ask yourself, why Why is this kind of, quote unquote, triggering me? That's also a really good place to start. Another thing he mentioned, Ben, and it kind of goes along with some of the things that you said, um, how do you interject that value? What's the trigger that that kind of sets that whole thing off? Because again, the way not to do it is just to come in and start you know, lambasting your adult children on how to parent. Yeah, I mean, I think you're... Um 
Yeah, Jerry, I think the real trigger there is the invitation into that space. You know, you've already parented once, right? You're not being likely called the parent again unless there that invitation is there to where, hey, we need help with this or that with our grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And when that invitation's there, then, then, then the door's open and you can set the expectation. Another thing Jim Jackson said is he said, set a really good example. This whole idea of having impact on your children and grandchildren, it's not the, it's not the short play. It's the long game. I think that that was really interesting and should give retirees really a lot of um, motivation to just really live the way that they want their kids and grandkids um, to, to live out. Talk about what can happen, Ben, if that grandparent or the retiree comes in a little too hot and maybe kind of bypasses that invitation step. Well, then first you, you can certainly alienate your children, your adult children by like, hey, we didn't ask for that. That's more than we expected, more than that we, it, it almost hurts them. Like, oh, you don't think I'm doing a good enough job? Mm-hmm. And again, if you're looking inwardly, even if you don't think your adult children are a good enough job, doing a good job parenting, that does not matter, right? That you have to still be invited into that place. Um, but worse than that, even I think is you can alienate the grandchildren. Like if you come at your grandchildren, it's like, we're going to change you. We're going to step in and we're, you know, I got this time now. I think you can begin to create real lasting um, negative effects on that relationship as well. As we wrap up, uh, we've talked about a couple of times throughout the show, but it has to start with their needs in mind. And, and that's relationships across the board, but especially um, this one, you make sure that you're coming at it in a, in a from a posture of what do my children need? What do my grandchildren need? And then make sure you adjust to that and, and just be who you are. And um, man, you can have some amazing, amazing relationships strengthened um, over time because again, you've got more time now. And we just want to make sure that that time is the best it can be. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed this conversation on how to connect with kids and grandkids. If you'd like more information, visit our website, retirerepurposed.com. Until next time, remember, don't retire, become repurposed. We'll see you then. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.